Yo, what's going on there? Late. I just, you know, look, late because I wasn't really, I wasn't home yet. I had to get set up here. I just, uh, now I'm, I'm good to go. Fucking driving in this shit fuck town that I can't fucking stand. You get, you got more excuses than a Slambino. I mean, than a, than a, uh, a Salvino. Sorry, you guys have, I, your, your, yeah. your names are too similar. <clears throat> Might be a reason. Well, for that. Is, is he there? Did you get him there? Did Why would I have him here? Why would I have him here? I can't. Oh. I, I I don't want to see his fat his fat fucking face right now. Oh, I thought maybe you got him in for you know tomato tomato Tuesday. No, please. I don't need him here. I think no, he. You don't want him there. I think he he and I have uh have have discussed Tomato Gate on his less popular show. Uh, so you know. Yeah. What what's all yeah. the noise? What's all the noise? There's noise. There's noise here. I'm 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 settling my stuff down because it's just been you know uh, three hours to get home. Good. I'm. You don't understand how it like. I hear these excuses and they just please me to no end. That you've got you're stuck in a three hour drive. You're like a like a shitty commute. It 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 warms my heart. Like nothing makes me happier than your misery. I don't know why. But uh, it just yeah. does. It just does. I'm just like, I'm all, I'm warm and tingly like I already had three shots. Well, you know, misery is that it, I'm not even kidding you. It took, it took what was that noise? Ah, uh, the other phone beeping. No, yeah. it took two hours to go 39 miles. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Great. Fantastic. I love it. I can't, uh, can't stop sneezing because, oh. The pollen. Oh my god, you sound like my fucking, <laughs> oh, fucking my Jesus. my soft ass roommate that complains about the pollen. This pollen, my car is let's, yellow. Let me let me tell you something. We've got it's South Florida. You you under you understand how exciting it is to be able to open the windows and enjoy cool weather oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the occasional like you know you get a, like a two or three week stretch during the right. winter and then right around this time of the year before all hell breaks loose, literally hot as hell down here. Like to get right. a few days in March where you can just open those windows back up, and it was oh, that's beautiful. It was super windy, and he was just Mister like pollen head sneezing all over the place, and eventually he just was like, oh. "We, we got to close the windows." And I'm like, "I'm like thinking, shit, man, come on, I can't, yeah. I can't even enjoy the little things in life anymore, you know." So, all right, what yeah. are you what are you drinking over there? Uh, same thing, going with the black rum, black rum, black rum. Is what, it's really good. What makes it black? And with Doctor. What makes it? Black? I don't know. It's, it's black just color. I have no idea. Oh, is it? Is it a dark color? Yeah. Well, oh, it's not like Captain Morgan's black on the bottle. Like, <laughs> it's just black rum. Oh, I, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I did like. Like, I thought that was the name of the rum instead of like it actually being like dark. Like, nah, whatever. Uh, all right, I'm I'm doing vodka. I can't I can't with you with anything else. All right, ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's one. Mm. Oh, I think I gra- oh, I think I made a mistake. I didn't even. What did you drink one. instead? I didn't look at what bottle it was. I think it's the peach one. Ugh. Oh. Well, luckily, yeah. luckily, my third drink is uh, is gonna be the uh, same shot of that shit, but with. Uh, Ooh, I'm already burping here. One, one in. But with the key lime. Uh, oh. The key lime pie bang, which is the best yeah. bang, the only bang. All right, let's get this done so we can we can talk go, about the important things. Let's get right. started because I you go here. Shot two. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah, that one was Ugh. that one felt yeah. like a shot and a half. Oof. All right. Oof. So I thought before uh, before we get in the yeah, weed, can, can, weeds, we're getting the weeds because I, I just got to tell you one thing before we get started. Yeah. I it may have taken me that long to get home today. But I just went and picked up McDonald's for the kids. And the lady's like, do you have the app? And I'm like, no, I don't. And she's like, well, download it and you get a free Big Mac. Oh. Boom, free Big Mac, baby. Got it. So are you are you going to be enjoying that while we uh, podcast? I actually – I actually, I, I was going to eat it while we podcast. And I said, no, because I don't want heat. I already got enough heat from him. I, I'm it, not going to eat it. It, does, it doesn't offend me as long as you're, like, paying attention and talking, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, go, eat, no, go ahead. Eating is fine. It's the cooking. It's like that's pot, what you don't like. It's the banging and clanging. Like you're, you know, right, right. Like that's the only banging right. and clanging that goes on around you. It ain't. 
It ain't weights no, at the I've been gym. Working out, it's, pal. Yeah, you have. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not telling you my weight. I'm not. Listen, I don't want Speedy to know where I'm at. But I'm. I'm gonna just tell you. I worked out all week. I walked all week. Lifted weights. I started my doing my row machine. And I'm, I'm gonna just little little hint here. I'm halfway. I'm halfway. I don't know. Halfway. All I know is that XL shirt looked good on Speedy today when he shared that picture. So oh, it's okay. It looked it's good okay. on him. Looked looked good. I know you're not an X. You're not in an XL situation right now. No, you're more of a two to three XL right now. So you know, no. that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm two, but yeah, this Big Mac actually sucks. What happened to the Big Mac? What a downfall! I know it's the the whole society. What it's, a downfall! It's all it's all one of these guys' fault. Obama, Biden, mm-hmm. Trump. One of these guys. It's bright. <sighs> all right. So what are we talking about today? Um, well, uh, we, we definitely have tomato gate as going to be our, I think it's going to be our big story. It's cause it's like many stories within a story. But, uh, I thought before that, I mean, we don't do this a lot. Uh, but I, you know, like most of the guys aren't worth us talking about too much, but Scott Hall died. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was it yesterday? I guess it was yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Uh, yeah. and like, you know, I wouldn't say he's one of my top five guys, but uh, he's one of my favorite people that I've met mm-hmm. uh, doing this. Uh, right. Me, especially when me and Jackie used to go do the autographs in the late nineties and early two thousands, like him and Nash were the coolest two people, like always, always the coolest really? two people. Like uh, we've hung out with them. We've, you know, given, yeah, yeah we've given Scott rides places before, you know, that kind of shit. Uh, I remember, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you have any stories, but I remember, no. I remember two Scott Hall stories. Uh, the first one was uh, we were we were at the Tampa Airport Hotel. I don't know which one that is. If it's if that's the Marriott or like the Hilton. I never I stayed there. I don't, I don't remember which one's attached to the airport. We're like literally right. like you you know same building. Uh, and and it's a pretty cool uh, airport. Uh, I mean, hotel at the airport. Uh, he uh, came in, and I would I would guess he was already like enjoying himself a little bit. Probably hadn't some right, adult right, beverages right. somewhere along the way. Maybe on the flight, you know. I mean, and mm-hmm. and to be even more fair, because it's attached to the airport, it's not like he drove anywhere. So relax on that. But uh, he uh, he came in, and uh, there were two things that happened. He, uh, I think he went to the bar first. It must have been. He he went to the bar first, was kind of chilling out. And across the like lobby area from the bar, it was like, it was like there was this small lobby area. And off of that to one side was a bar and to the other side was, uh, like the counter to check in or, or, or whatever, if you needed something or, or, you know, but that's where the computers were. Uh, and, uh, he uh, saw Ray from across the way and was like having this conversation with him across like the whole area. Like with Ray this, Mysterio? Yeah, Ray Mysterio. This whole area. Really loud because okay. shou- he's shouting across this, this big space. And he's like right. casually calling Ray a spick like over and over again. Oh my god. <laughs> but in this like playful way, you know? And right, right. And Ray nobody's being offended by it. Like like Ray uh there were like some other luchadors there. I think Psychosis and and someone else were there. Uh but uh you know and so I'm starting to get a little uncomfortable because he keeps like throwing this word around like a, like if it's starting to feel like the N word. Uh but you know, uh, I mean, I guess it is for Hispanics. Uh, and I'm like, the only rationale I can think is that, uh, you know, this is the 90s. Right, right. And so things are a little looser back then. It's the boys. So he wouldn't be doing that unless everyone was cool with it. And also, right. technically, he if he's not himself Hispanic, which would give him the pass. He's played a Hispanic in the WWE <laughs> as Razor we, Ramon. We literally thought he was Hispanic for for how many years? Right. right? We like thought he, he was this Cuban. We thought he was this Cuban right. Scarface ripoff kind of character. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Like, Tricked us all for years. Like, so, like, like 
<laughs> like it was such a big character at that time that like some people that were too young to have seen Scarface yet when they scarf when they saw Scarface years later thought they took that character from Scott Hall instead of right. instead of vice versa. So uh so that was first going on and then he goes to check in and he's at the front desk. Yeah. And he is uh, trying to get a room from this this little like real like this this little girl with bright orange orangish yellow hair, and uh, they don't have a room for him. And oh. he starts getting like again. I think he's kind of lit up, but uh, he they don't have a room for him, and he is getting loud, and he is calling her an orange haired cunt. And he's screaming. Oh, and he, my God. And he's yelling to anyone that'll listen. I mean, this is tremendous. I'm just sitting right. there happy as a clam spectating this because you like you read about these stories and like the dirt sheets, but you never think you're going to be there to see one. And uh, he's just keeps going off on her. He keeps going how uh, billionaire Uncle Ted can't afford to get enough rooms for the fucking guys, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Like all like, you know, like just non-logical stuff. He knows he's working in front of an audience. There's boys. There's some boys that are at the fucking bar. There's boys that are still coming in, checking in, right. you know, coming and going. You know, it's like a whole thing going on. And he, it's going on for a while. They finally like they. It's like I'm there. Jackie's there. Our buddy Jeremy's there. I think Shane David, who you know, is there. Uh, right. And then Jensen's there. Valenti's there. Uh, I forget who else, but that's like the. So you get the whole cast of characters. The whole cast there. of the characters of our group are there. Witness, bearing right. witness to this. And I was talking with Jensen about it last night, and she reminded me that they sent probably the oldest security guy that could possibly still like hold a job. Like this guy had to be a hundred years old. Was sent to go like talk to Scott and deal with this. And I'm like, oh my wow. lord, this is not going to end well. And uh, and and like to no avail because Scott's not having it, right, right. And he's just like he's indignant. There's no room for him. How can it be no room for? Him? Yeah, yada yada. Finally, like some real cops show up. Oh shit! And they fucking right in front of us. I watched them slap the silver bracelets on him, and uh, and I'm and I'm standing there, and Jensen's like, "How come you're not taking pictures of this?" And I'm like, "You're right." And I kind of, <laughs> I like, I had the camera in my hand because we were. We're there getting autographs and stuff, so sometimes we would get, right. get pictures with them anyways. So I had one of those, like, uh, remember those cardboard disposable cameras you would buy at, like, CVS or something? Yeah, yeah. So I had one of those, and I kind of, like, slowly raised it, and I snapped it, and I <laughs> I fucking scrolled the fucking film, and then I snapped it again, and when I snapped it again... Uh, uh, psychosis was like, come on, man, let, let's, let's, let's not, let's not. I'm like, yeah, you're probably mm -hmm. right. And the shame is back in the day, you didn't know what you were going to get for like three days until you went right, right, right. and dropped this film off and got it developed. And like when we would be on these trips, sometimes like uh, over the course of the day, if we killed a roll of film, we would go get it developed the next day. Cause then you have a photo Just with, well, not only that, but it would be kind of cool if you got a photo with like Hulk Hogan or Razor or you know Razor Ramon or whoever was to get an autograph. You could you could get developed. You could get a one hour photo right. developing, and then just have them sign it the next day. So that was right. kind of cool. Um, so so yeah, they they fucking took him off and he got arrested. That's one of his arrests. You know, it was like, oh, like I saw one of the Scott Hall arrests, you know, it wasn't for like, wow, DUI or anything. It was just for good story, I mean, though. I mean, I mean, he he was just a little off the handle of, and caused a fucking public scene over not having a right. right. I, I mean, he was already well, causing he didn't have a room, though. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, the, you know, I guess they just book a block and they fill them right. as they go. Because they don't know. Because WCW was was always kind of like seat of your pants, no matter what. There was there was like a slight less level of professionalism than WWE. 
So WWE right. may have had everything reserved in people's names or or back then not. I think they were just I think back then they WCW was a classier outfit. I think WWE right, yeah, was sure, like yeah. those guys were all just deciding to go to like uh to whatever hotel. I I know a lot of those guys would like would like share rooms and get something cheap cuz I don't think they're being reimbursed. Right. But I think I think both of them would reserve rooms and if you wanted to pay whatever the rate was at that hotel, right, they were reserving it, right. your room at a slight discount. But some of these guys were really saving money. And they're like, I'm not staying right, there, right. even though we get $5 off the room, because I could stay at the fucking Hojo down the street. And it's right. it's it's only 20 30 bucks. bucks. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we're going to slam three of us in the room. They're they're acting like they're the right. vandals. Uh uh, I mean, you know, we listen. I mean, well, you didn't. You we, weren't. We, you didn't have a guaranteed contract with a big promotion. You had a reason. We also didn't pay for. We would literally just like somehow mosey in someone's room at some point and sleep on a floor. And uh, and at the end, you know, in the morning, everybody would be like, "Wait, what the hell are you doing in the room?" And like, <laughs> you know, we were like, "Oh, what do you mean?" Like, you know, we just tricked everybody. Right. Be so, like, well, yeah. that, well, that's a good story, though. I, I only met Hall one time. Yeah. Uh, in, in Orlando, but uh, I mean, he's cool. I mean, you know, he's with Larry Zabisco. Um, you know, oh, those days, funny as fuck. those days, yeah, okay. those days, the Central yeah. Florida so, days. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, the other story, it's ironic, both of them are kind of like rowdy, sort of rowdy Scott Hall stories, right? But I mean, we had so many times where we were just around him and he was cool, we gave him rides places sometimes. Etc. Right. Etc. I mean, so I don't want to paint him in any kind of bad light because I have nothing but I have. I mean, I I understand that some people maybe that all that worked with him might have had some negative experiences. I mean, it's right. you know whether it's politics or whatever, but uh, or just personalities not. Uh, but I've never seen two guys like him and Hall and and uh, Nash. Also, honestly, Hogan. All the, a lot of those top guys, Macho, a lot of those top guys were so fan friendly and so good with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. I mean, like all those guys always so were. good with people. Um, yeah, but, no, they were. Yeah, they were. But the other time was like Jackie and I were like I think like in North Carolina or something, and uh, yeah. we were down at the bar at the hotel, and this was like one of those like fucking areas where like th- there was nowhere to go, there was nothing to do. It was the hotel bar. And you were you knew right. that 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 closed at like one o'clock, so you would ask for like ten beers to like have to drink right. for the next two hours while you sat there because they stopped serving. So it's one of those types of situations. And I think there were some like fans in the hotel and whatever else. And there was a kid that was dressed up like fucking Sting, and it's like the it's like it's like fucking it had to be after eleven or twelve, if if right. not later. And the guy was kind of like not leaving Hall alone, and Hall was eventually like, like, like I've never had a bad experience with these people. Cause I know how to like, I know right. tact, I know manners. I know like, I'm not going to go right. when the right time is. I'm not going to hassle yeah. a guy while he's eating with a kid on his lap right, and, right. and that kind of thing. And this kid was kind of like pushing the line with some stuff or whatever. And, uh, and, and hall, you know, I, all the guys there that night had been drinking. So hall was like, finally got irritated with him, whatever. I think me and Jackie helped defuse the situation uh, to you know, I'm not, I don't have a lot of details of this one because it weren't, but uh, we diffused the situation to the point where where afterwards Heenan even came up to us and thanked us for like you know helping yeah, with yeah. it so that totally like because like this was tip this could have been a case where Scott if if people right. weren't there yeah, to help cool diffuse bit. it it yeah. could have been another another silver hand uh, bracelets moment right, for right, him. Right. So Jesus. so I you know I you know yeah. Yeah, I yeah. and I just I I'm sad cuz the guy got his life like like cleaned up. He he finally got right. a, a hold of his life. Uh got cleaned up and uh and you know, even from like a standpoint, I mean, he he was part of a really big change in the wrestling business. No, no, the biggest guaranteed contract. Well, the, yeah, right? he him him and Nash like changed everything. Yeah. Everything. They changed the business. Yeah. But people don't, you know, and, and unless you, you know, I mean, unless you're smart, you know, like we are, you wouldn't, if you were just a casual fan, you would have never realized, but they, they were guaranteed contracts. They were big money contracts. They, were, they left they were WWE. Those, for, they were those favored nation deals they had with WCW where it was like, it was like yeah. if uh, anyone comes in and gets paid more than them, 
they then get matched. They automatically get bumped up to that amount plus a dollar. Yeah, they or something changed like that. the entire business because they had they had a- that. They came when they came to WCW. They got that Hollywood lawyer, that Barry Bloom guy, agent right, guy. Right, right. Uh, that eventually right. they referred like Goldberg to, and he might have been Hogan's right. guy also. So all those guys ended right, up getting right. paid like they're worth. This, this is totally, totally off topic, but yeah. he's talking about wrestling lawyers. Did I ever tell you the story about Norman Smiley and my dad's friend? <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you this, did I? No, but I'm fast. I'm in. I'm completely intrigued now. I so don't, I don't want to hear Norman. anything about that, about anything except this at this point. Yeah. So, like, I, I obviously knew Norman because he trained, you know, he was, like, Rusty and him were close, and I trained with Rusty Brooks, and Norman had come by a lot, and, you know, he always came with his little plastic Publix bag with his gear in it because he was too cheap to buy a gear bag and his, his old Cadillac that he had that, you know, the guy was making WCW money, and he's was driving, like, an old Cadillac and didn't have a gear bag. He'd come in, like, a Publix bag because, like, Norman was cheap as fuck. Well, like, it's cheap it's, as fuck. It's smart. I mean, right. You know. Oh, of course. Brilliant. Brilliant. But he was but, also, but so, I know that he also like was investing his money in like real estate. Right. He was saving it. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so we, uh, we, we, uh, years later, I'm like with my dad and, uh, uh, we're with, I'm with my dad and we're like, oh, we're at a baseball, uh, fantasy baseball draft. So I'm doing fantasy baseball with my dad. I mean, years later, uh, this is, I started wrestling, I met Norman in 1999, 98, 99. I didn't, this, this story happens in like mid 2000s, maybe even like we're talking 2000, maybe 12, something like that. So doing a baseball draft and we're at this like mansion and I'm like, man, this house is sick. It's a mansion in Boca Raton. I'm like, what the hell does this guy do? And he's like, my dad's like, oh, he's a lawyer. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like this house is insane. So we sit down and we're doing the baseball draft and they got like a huge buffet spread. And I, I look over and on the wall is a picture of this guy and Norman Smiley. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I go get my dad. I go, hey, how does he know Norman Smiley? My dad's like, I don't, I don't know. So we sit down for the baseball draft and my dad says, how do you know Norman Smiley? He's like, how do you know Norman Smiley? And the guy doesn't know that I wrestled. Like, you know, I, I don't know this guy. Like, he knows my dad through, I don't know, baseball cards or something. So <laughs> the guy's like, the guy's like, he's like, how do you know? So I was like, well, I was a wrestler. And Norman was trained by, you know, with Rusty. And, like, Rusty Brooks trained me. And the guy's like, oh, get the hell out of here. I was like, yeah. He's like, I, I was Norman's lawyer for his first wcw contract that's awesome i'm like get the fuck out of here he's like no he's like what a small world he's like yeah it was norman's first lawyer uh he said when his first wcw contract we went to turner and we he goes i helped him get his contract i'm like no shit he's like yeah he's like yep i was i was his uh i was his guy i'm like that is the most wildest thing that we're like i was just totally mind-blowing and uh he had all this like memorabilia and like just stuff of Norman because they were like friends. He's like, no, we're friends. I was like, get the fuck out of here. That's like, cool. no way. Yeah. I, I for yeah, a minute, so pretty wild. I for a minute thought you were going to tell me that this guy was just a huge fan. And then I was no. going to wonder if he was this guy that I used to deal with on eBay. Back what was his we, name? Back, huh? Oh, but he was a fan. You're saying the guy yeah, was yeah, a yeah. Fan. This guy was a random uh, guy on eBay. Uh, I would get yeah. like yeah I would go on a trip with Jackie. Right. And I'd have right. like I'd have like four binders you know like of like autograph stuff of like of blank photos. And then when we right. would come back, you know, you'd you'd get a, whatever signed. Like you know, you never knew who you were going to see. You know, the, right, not right. everyone so traveled and whatever. I would have the well to the event to the these these were trips specifically to do this. Right. So um, I had WWE ones, ECW ones, and WCW ones back then, because this was right, like we right. were doing this around like '98 to 2001, and uh, eBay was kind of new. But, but Jackie right. and I both chuckled because we would compare notes. There was this one guy who was like a huge Norman Smiley fan, but he was right, right. he was like 
the kind of Norman Smiley fan that would have loved to, uh, you know, maybe like like be, crawl in Norman's pants or to something? be of like service to Norman Smiley. Uh, he right, o- right, would always right. ask me when I would have photos up uh, if I had any pictures of Norman in like right. really tight white underwear. Oh, so he like like wanted to be yeah. with Norman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Or and then like Jackie, because Jackie was closer with Norman. I was somebody right. that Jackie would have like some kind. Sometimes would have mem- like not just autographs, but would also have like memorabilia, like right. like use gear. Or uh, he for a while there he had a hookup with uh, Jarrett's pieces of Jarrett's guitars every week that right. he broke one in WCW, our friend Ross right. would grab the chunks, get uh, t- Jarrett to sign them, and Jackie would flip them on eBay, and I guess everyone got paid. So right. every now and then, that guy would ask Jackie if he had any ring-worn, unwashed... He made sure to say, like, unwashed, ring-worn you know, gear or anything like, I mean, you know, it was just like, this guy was like, you're like, Oh my God, this guy's a fucking freak show. But, uh, but like, yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah. 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 You know, if Norman ever did, uh, if Norman had ever done, uh, customs, this guy would have been at the front of the line would make a big, making odd requests. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's funny. Those WCW, uh, days, uh, you know, I don't know what I don't know what Norman got for a contract, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't ask the guy. No, no, no. I, I'm not. Sure I'm not that, asking. But but, uh, but I mean, right, right. the fact that like I mean, Norman was there a while. I don't know if he went, had more than one contract with them, uh, but I know he also. Went... It, it sounded like it because the guy said he signed. He said I was Norman's lawyer for his first contract, right? And then because uh, I said he, he said so he had retired and then. Norman had because like I think the first he said was I want to say it was like three or three to five years somewhere in that range like oh the lawyer and then retired I think Norman, the lawyer retired oh he was a multimillionaire I didn't so, well no I'm saying like as opposed to like Norman like just just deciding to use a different lawyer you know which would have been more of no, an no, uncomfortable no, conversation retired, yeah and I think his law firm that he had like to somebody else took it over right 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 and this guy had moved on to to uh he retired and he just like wasn't working. Yeah. You know, he was just collecting baseball cards and shit like that. So, uh, well, he may, have... yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I mean, he, I... he, his little words were, he goes like, I wasn't just his lawyer. He's like me and Norman were like friends. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like that is mind blowing. But uh, let me finish the story real quick. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw Norman after this, uh, I saw Norman at, was an NXT show or something. I saw him somewhere and we got to talking and I brought up and he's like, I, you know, I brought up the guy and he goes, what? How do you know him? I, so I explained to him, we're at a baseball draft. He knows my dad. He's like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, I haven't seen him in years. How's he doing? He goes, he got me my first contract. He goes, I didn't know shit about anything. And this guy went in and haggled with, he haggled with Twitter like Turner, you know, and like everybody in WCW and all those guys, whoever was running at the time, he haggled with them all to get Norman a deal. And I'm like, that's so wild. And uh, I, I, like, I always wanted, like, I couldn't wait to see, like, maybe I'd run into him to bring it up. And I finally did. And I was like, I got to bring it up. You know, that's cool. So he was already, he was already working for WWE at that point. huh? Right, right, yeah. right. He was with NXT. Cause I saw him at an NXT show. I want to yeah. say in West Palm or something. And we got to chat and, and, uh, yeah, so, yeah, pretty wild, pretty yeah. wild shit. But That's why it's such a small world. We're supposed to it? talk about Tomato Gate. What happened? We're getting there. We're getting there. Getting there. We're twenty nine minutes in, pal. I mean, listen, it's a little obnoxious that you're clock watching. It. I feel like that. Going with the theme of Mister Disrespect over here, that you're 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 like you you just go with the flow, man. Why are you why are you clock watching? Everyone everyone's what enjoying. Everyone's listening. Everyone's enjoying. You got to fucking be cl- Mr. Clockwatch. You got things to do. What do you got to do? You got to pick your fucking toes. You got to play your fucking, your fucking, you got to play Jets on Madden or whatever the fuck you're doing. We, I won the Super Bowl with the Jets, pal. I know. That's that's the biggest achievement the Jets have had since 1969. Let's, let's relax well, on that. Do you know what's funny, though, about that whole thing is when I played Madden, every time I play the Dolphins and I see 
at the end of the game, they always show the losing coach, <laughs> and they show uh, Brian Flores. I pop every time, you know, because he's like throwing down like the book, and I'm like, oh, this is great. If 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 the words "losing coach" did not apply more to Brian Flores, I don't know what does. So yeah, seriously, so appropriate. Fuck that guy. But uh, okay, so let's let's get into Medicaid. Well, what was that? When was it? And uh, what? Well, give me your stories before I give you mine. Well, I don't remember when was it. I don't remember the year. You, now you're oh, getting. Like, I mean, I mean, no, I mean it was it was like six, seven years ago, wasn't it? Or was it less? Was it five I, years I, ago? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, who knows? Who cares? I don't know. Just... What, what was the company called, by the way? I was trying to think of what the... <laughs> what, was it what? Brain Buster? Yeah, Brain Buster Pro. It was, uh, Brain Buster it was Pro, right. your boy, your fucking, your, the third member of the Vam- Vandals, Johnny Vandal, who's the only still active wrestling Vandal um, that uses the name Vandal. Uh, yeah. Although yeah. he kind of flipped it to being a first name. Uh yeah. Johnny and uh your boy Craig Classic. Craig Classic. Tri- right. back from a triumphant run in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> he- heavy heavy one wife and one child. Uh yeah. Right. <laughs> he So they... I just looked it up. It was May 2016. Wow. That long ago. May 2016. God, dude. Yeah. Time and it's fucking funny flies. because uh I just pulled up the Jim Varsalone videos of where they're not in order and you don't know what, what, what you're watching. Would you, and it looks like the match starts off. How would with, you how would you just describe Jim Varsalone for people? Jim Varsalone is a is a writer for the Miami Herald newspaper from when I was a kid. Yeah. So I remember like, being a kid. For like at least thirty years he's been doing this. Right, because I remember being a kid and Maybe open, every Friday the Miami Herald on Fridays would have a wrestling section written by Jim Varsalone. So as a kid, I would open it up and always read Jim Barcelona, you know, his wrestling news on Friday. He was well, like, it came to the point where there were like two papers and one was Barcelona and one was Marvez. Alex Marvez, Marvez was yeah. Sentinel. Right. And Marvez is so, now with AEW. So, right, right. Marvez was Sun Sentinel and, and Barcelona was. But I used to read both. I used to read both. Sure. But I did, it, too. It, you know, it came to the point where I was a wrestler and Barcelona was writing about me. Right. right that right. was cool. You know, now Jim is an awkward guy. Did he's you, a redhead. He's a ginger. I mean, he was. He's he's no longer. He's a he's a, a he's an elderly yeah. gentleman at this point. Right, well, older, bald, skinny guy with a beard, Abe Lincoln type beard, and uh, he is just he's a quirky dude. Like he's, he's fucking quirky. I like him. He's cool. He's cool. He's always Love been him. Love him. always for, been cool. For, Hasn't right. changed since me and Jackie were like would talk to him back. Behind the war memorial at AEW, uh, and chit chat with him, like which was like twenty plus years ago now. Till like me bumping into him last year. Right. Same dude, right. same dude, same, same dude. dude. Never changed. Right, right. So great guy. And Jim is like right, great guy. Like for twenty years, anytime I saw him, always come right, hug me. You know, name like knew my name. You know, always was like to this day. If I saw Jim tomorrow, he would come up and hey, you know, always like you know. Would you, uh, would you? I was in. Would you I call him? A funny story. Would you call him a South Florida independent wrestling fixture? Yes, hundred percent. Okay, right. He is. I'll tell you one funny Barcelona story. I was in Tennessee, Nashville. I was doing TNA uh, uh, when you know it was called TNA Impact, whatever TNA. I was in Tennessee, and we got there super early, and we had some time before we had to be at the arena for the uh, show. So I walked to Kmart and nobody wanted to come with me. So I walked by myself and I'm in Kmart. And I'm just, I'm just wandering around. I was looking for some snacks. And uh, all of a sudden I hear somebody call my name and I turn around and it's Jim fucking Barcelona <laughs> in Nashville, Tennessee. What the fuck? And he is ecstatic to see, just didn't know I was going to be there. Cause I, you know, I wasn't a contract guy. Uh, I was there for a, for a match for their uh, television explosion taping. So, he came up to me. Oh my god! He's telling everybody in Kmart that like I'm some famous wrestler. So like people are coming up to me, and and I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, there, there was an autograph signing uh, with like Jeff Jarrett or something. So now all these people are coming to me looking for my autograph because Barcelona's telling them I'm some big wrestling star from <laughs> South Florida who's making his TNA debut tonight. 
Yeah, it was the coolest. I never forgot that day. Like, never forgot that day. Because I was like, he was so putting me over. And, like, maybe in his mind I was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. But it was fucking cool because everybody was like, oh, you know, coming up to me. And I'm just some jabron who's working a, you know, a match for the TV show. It's probably going to be a squash, you know. Well, so Jim was always good to me. But he saw in he maybe he saw in you potential that you obviously with your track record see for myself. We're never going <laughs> to achieve be it donuts yeah. or real life or or right. just a lack of fucking uh right, work right. ethic. I don't know what you want to call it with wrestling. But uh yeah. By the by the way, one more side note. I just got an alert that Madison Fives Liked one of our really? TikTok uh, videos, by the way. Oh, so. <laughs> no, hopefully not one we're trashing her dad. Uh, I I haven't put one of those up in a while, but uh, yeah, just, I yeah. I don't think she narks on us. I think she just yeah, has, she doesn't like him either. So yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I think she's I think she's Team Breakfast Club at this point. <laughs> right, even his own kids hate him. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so anyway, let's let's get to Tomato Gate here because you're running you're running dinner times here. So. I'm making, but uh, I am making a mental. <laughs> I I told you to eat the Big Mac. I'm making a mental note. I already ate it. <laughs> I am, I'm making a mental note to a. Yeah. Uh, have Jim Barcelona on the show and B have Madison oh. and B have Madison fives on the show. <laughs> yes. 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 So here, let's talk about sidetrack here. Uh, the, I got the hunger burps. So to me, May, 2016 brain buster pro wrestling. It was in Pompano beach, Florida. Was at it like an Elks lodge? Was it in Pomp Pompano? Was it was it? in Pompano. It was in it was in Pompano at Elks Lodge, mm -hmm. uh, right where the uh, blimp is. The blimp takes off. What do they call it? The Goodyear blimp. Goodyear blimp. It was right there. That's always such yeah. a cool thing. That's so, like they've got a big right, like uh, like hanger. Yeah, yeah, like a hanger, and the, this thing in yeah, yeah. like kind of inflates and floats up out of it. It's kind of cool. So the match was me and and Marco Sean Prime versus former Johnny Vandal, former breakfast club Clausen, member, former, former, <laughs> former podcast partner, <laughs> former everything, uh, former, so, former, uh, adult without, uh, uh, a ball and chain a attached to him. <laughs> yeah. So the match for some odd reason, I don't know what prompted <laughs> us to make this, this match. We were going to be the main event and the match was, Fans bring the weapons. So, like, wait, who are you guys side, working? Who are you guys working? It was me and Mark against Johnny Vandal and Craig Classic. Oh, okay. who owned the company? Right, right, right. So it's so like in hindsight, right? All the big, but, but shots. saying fans, fans bring weapons. Like it sounded like a great idea. Like before the show, it it was until we got to the show. It looked like a logistical nightmare at because people right, were right. showing up with all right. kinds of shit. All kinds right. of shit. And I think you were right. supposed to turn it in. No, nobody turned it in. No, everyone nobody turned it turned in. It and in. then it was like there, like a pile of plunder that you guys were supposed yeah, to. But people were like breaking things out like that they had like hidden and didn't like. It was. I remember there back was that the too. message board. There was that too. I will tell you this. Yeah. On the message board where <laughs> I started it and I said, let's up the ante. Fans bring weapons. I'm the one who said it. Oh, my God. Well, can I can I draw right. a parallel to that? Yeah, that was like when we remember when we did the uh, remember the night all hell broke loose at FSCW. Right. Well, we had the ladder match and yeah. your boy, Seth, who I had given an opportunity that I think it was that weekend after he had <laughs> yeah, fucked up with me with the fucking T-shirts. I said, yeah, come on back. Do some fucking lot because live uh, a commentary with you and Blake that right. he like when the ladder match was coming up. It was supposed to just be a ladder match. And instead, because we were running long, he was like, everyone's, he like made an announcement after the match, like next. And he called it a tables, ladders and chairs match. And it wasn't supposed to be that. And then right. somehow that got everyone in the back hyped up to do this crazy hardcore match that almost got fucking John Beaver killed, et cetera, et cetera. Killed, right, right. So it was yeah. like kind of like you were doing the same thing where you're on a message board getting people fucking right. up. Oh well, okay, God. so I wasn't thinking about it. Like I wasn't thinking. And I uh That's usually I, a recipe for disaster. <laughs> I I wasn't thinking. But I remember one comment 
someone said, can I bring a gun? And I'm like, oh shit, this is going to get out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I was like, no, 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 no. We're not killing anyone. We're just wrestling. Like, and, uh, the guy thought like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck he thought. So anyway, we get to the show. We're the main event. Like I started seeing the weapons come in. I started getting nervous and I was like, well, this did not go how I thought. Right. <laughs> like I fucked up. I fucked up. Like, right. you know, but and at Johnny least, was getting nervous. But at Fred least was getting nervous. At least they were sort of being like, turn all the weapons in. So we had, we could put them right, around right. the ring and use them. It was an excuse to turn the weapons in. We didn't want people in the crowd having weapons, which I guess was the, you know, they were trying to avoid that, but, uh, to, to a little, right. to, to mixed results, but go ahead. Right. So, so the match starts and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, it's utter, it's like, it's just chaos already because it was a very packed crowd, yeah. a very rowdy crowd. Uh, it was, uh, they served alcohol. I do remember that there was a bar in the back. There was, so it was a, not only was there a bar and it wasn't in the back, it was off to the side. Side, right, yeah, yeah. That also, uh, it not only did they serve beer, but they served liquor. Liquor, right. Like, and, this was just a bad recipe and all around. whatever this was, whether it was an Elks Club or something, one of those yeah, types it was like of an Elks places, Club. Yeah, yeah. it had a really low ceiling. Where, like, if you tried, right. if you were a tall guy trying to do something off the top rope, you're fucked. Right. There was no way you were doing right, it right. without hitting those ceiling tiles. It had the drop right. ceiling in there. It was, it was, right. yeah. So, so the match starts and it's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's like me and Marco get to the ring and I don't know what, like we were instantly bad guys and like people were just like angry at us and we were talking shit and we had done some promos going into it where we talked some shit. Were you, were you doing breakfast club or were you just like, no, we were just two assholes. Okay. Uh, But we were, we were doing breakfast club, but we didn't, you know, we were, we still, we were, we were talking about that. So that's what kind of prompted people to bring food. Uh, and that's where we come to this. So people brought food because we were the breakfast club. Uh, and you know, the match, you know, the match starts or whatever. I, I just remember the match starting and I think Marco, the match started, they get in the ring and Marco low blows Craig, like punches him right in the dick. Like that's how we started. Right. And we beat them up and that's when all hell started to break loose. Uh, people started throwing the weapons in. Like, it wasn't even like we were going to get the weapons. People were, like, getting rowdy where they started throwing weapons and kind of like, or or telling us, take this, take this. Well, well, well because here's the outside, the, like, the sitting in, right. in, the, in the seats perspective. Two things. You guys had no separation from the seats and the ring. Right. There was no guardrail. And so there was no, like, official separation you had no one like acting as like ring security and then you had all these weapons like off to the side that people could walk over grab and throw into the ring and so at some point i got up with i don't know who i was with uh maybe jackie and i'm like we gotta like kind of like at least go over to the weapons and police that and make sure no one's doing anything crazy right 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 right. so I just remember we beat them down. Now we're standing in the ring, me and Marco, and we face like the larger side of the ring where most of the crowd is. And we started talking shit. And next thing I know, a fuck, it was the tomato first, wasn't it? Is that what was thrown first was the tomato, right? I don't know. Yeah, it was. A tomato goes, because somebody threw a tomato and it went whizzing by like our head. When I saw the tomatoes start flying, I looked and like three rows back, or four rows back on that right. side, there was someone that had two fucking like Publix bags, right. like those plastic yeah, like, shopping bags right. full of, of tomatoes. And I'm like, oh my God. Right. Oh my God. Right. So the tomato gets thrown the first t- <laughs> I remember, and it like kind of whizzed by my head. And I was like, what the fuck? And that's when, that's when, did you know it was a tomato? Growing. I saw that it was a tomato because I okay. saw it coming and I was like, whoa, what the fuck was that? I mean, you're but Italian remember, and so you might like at a high speed be able to recognize a tomato flying right. at you. No, I, I knew what it was. But what happened was is once the tomato came, I kind of ducked and that's when I think people got the idea, oh, we could start throwing shit. And someone threw that. that I like ducked and when I got back up, I looked at Marco and went, oh shit. 
and someone threw a piece of bologna and it, and it stuck to Marco's right titty because it like it like hit him and stuck to his chest and he was like what the fuck is going to throw a piece of bologna at me and i started laughing and i'm like oh my god there's and next thing i know a hot dog comes flying like just the wiener comes flying <laughs> and the guy threw a couple more tomatoes now, now the hot uh, dog i guarantee was bought at the concession and they did, stand, right yeah it wasn't like someone brought right. a hot dog to throw that was bought right. to eat, and then they decided like to throw it. And the fu- the other right. funny thing I'm thinking of is like when you get hit with a piece of like bologna, oh like bologna. a lu- like a lunch meat. I immediately right. go to like Howard Stern when they used to throw the bologna at the strippers' faces. Yeah, and I'm yes, like, there's yes. nothing more demeaning than getting hit right. with a slice and of it bologna. Stuck, <laughs> it stuck right to Marco's like right peck, like right at his titty, and I we just both started laughing. But now, once they started flinging food, of course, oh, the antagonists was, we are, yeah. we started get to, like we started antagonizing, and people were throwing. There was that guy threw a couple tomatoes. There was there was like more bologna. There was a hot dog, and then uh, I remember someone had a subway sandwich, like a full subway sandwich, and I think he was he got it for himself to eat. But when he realized this was like a food for all, like a food he, fight in Animal House, almost. right? He threw half the sub, and I caught it. I remember, and I Wait, took. A, I he ate threw, it. I took a bite. He threw it unwrapped or wrapped. It was like he threw like the sub. It was like half wrapped at me, and I caught it, and I ate it, <laughs> and I put it in the. Tur- I put it in the. I took a bite. It was tuna, and I took a bite of it, and I put it in the corner. And uh, he brought the other half of the sub over and put it in the corner too. And I remember. At one point later on in the match, I like crawled over and I opened it up and I took another bite of it and I just rolled it back up and like kept wrestling. And it was a tuna sandwich. Oh my yeah. god, that's hilarious! So uh, there was food everywhere. There was I, literally the ring was covered in food. I missed some the of that. The building was covered in food. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking like at some point I'm like, oh my god, they are so fucked yeah. with this building. They're never gonna run so here I, again. I, tur- I turned. So Johnny was getting nervous in the ring and I turned to Marco and I said, we're in deep shit. Like this place is a mess. Like there's no way we're not in trouble. Like we're in right, trouble. Right. And Marco's, you know, response. Cause Marco at that point, he was, you know, Sean prime to the fullest. He was like, Oh, who gives a fuck? Let's keep going. And like, he kept antagonizing and more tomatoes were flying and bologna. And yeah, there was just, and then, and then the, the, what was the best part of it all? What did you, what did you find? Well, here's there's two things. I do remember two two spots. I remember well, yeah. I remember one spot and I remember I remember that there was a like a whole vacuum cleaner. I don't remember if that yes. ended up getting used in the ring, but I do it rem- did. It did. I do remember that someone used the bowling ball and someone sitting right. in the corner got the bowling ball rolled into his nuts. I think it was me. I took it to the nuts. I missed the whole sandwich thing with you because yeah. me and Jackie were trying to like keep the most dangerous items from being thrown into the ring. So we're right, like, right. we're like stopping people from throwing shit, whatever. I come across a guy that goes right. into the pile and pulls out like a loaf of like, like bread, like Italian, like, bread. Like Italian yeah. bread, you know, kind of right. hard and crusty, but if you broke it, it's a little soft in the middle, but it's nail bread. And what I mean by nail bread is these long fucking like iron nails like probably four inches long, maybe longer, maybe six inches long, stuck through the bread at right. odd angles to make it like, like just like if you throw like it, a dangerous piece of bread. If Someone you throw it, it's it's gonna right. fucking impale someone because there's nails right, sticking right. out of it from all directions. Right. So someone grabs it before we could stop him and throws it, and he's right. so bad at throwing it. It like hits either the turnbuckle or the fucking like the rope, rope or something. And yeah, bounces yeah, yeah. back and hits Ragu square in the fucking head. <laughs> Who's a, who Ragu is a fan at this point. He's a fan. Ragusa was there the also crowd. like trying to keep he was there with us. I don't know if he like had trying was, to keep the peace. I don't kinda. know if he was man yeah. I think he was managing someone because he showed up in the with the bow tie right, right. and the glitter jacket right. and all that. So he right, must have right. been managing someone that night. But at that point, right. he was also like trying to help. Okay, so keep, he was already in the business. Yeah, he was yeah. trying to keep things from getting out of hand. 
and by 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 being there and listen he's not the most athletic person he wasn't gonna be able to duck nail bread coming out his head so i just saw this loaf of bread that had nails sticking out of it from all angles i'm literally reaching trying to grab the guy's arm to keep him from throwing it i am too late he throws it but he throws it so piss poor that it bounces it off. It bounces off the ring somewhere and yeah. comes back and careens into Ragu's <laughs> fucking head. And Ragu <laughs> literally sells it like, bah! like Colonel Sanders in that. Uh, in that, what was yeah. it? Hap- uh, what was the movie? Well, the Waterboy movie. Remember? Yeah, yeah. When out of the blue, a fucking football comes and hits him in the head. Right, right. It was literally like that. I am crying yeah. laughing and also trying to like maintain order so, at the same time. And, I saw it happen. And I'm trying to ream out the guy that does it. And I'm like, what are you fucking doing? I saw it happen. Yeah. And you I just see hit a guy. Laughing. <laughs> I see you laughing. I see Ragu's like, you know, the bread hit him in the head with the Man nails. down. Yeah. I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm telling Marco, Ragu just got hit with the nail bread. And yeah. Oh, what a scene that was. Oh and, that, and, and, and but, also, here's another thing that, um, because I think because you accidentally or intentionally with with different uh, intentions had made this a bring your own weapons match that enticed right. Marco's buddy Dave to come down from Orlando with some random chick to come to this match and Dave brought Judy Bagwell on a pole and it was like <laughs> it was like this dummy on a pole with a uh, like a Xerox of Judy Bagwell's face stapled to the face of this dummy. <laughs> right, right. And he was just like, right. he was just excited that he was hoping that would get used in the match. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole night was, and then to top it off, the, their manager was Trina Michaels, who was a porn star. I mean, uh, was, was at that point, she was, was right. she was in the wrestling business. She, she was, was a wrestler. She right. was a retired. Right. She was done with porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The porn star. We're not talking like and no, no, and and listen, I like her a lot, but I have, but I have to give her credit. Like, if you ever go look up her, her, uh, right, her porn, her, what would you call it, portfolio in the porn right, industry? Right. It's fucking impressive. She right. did some fucking Herculean things in the fucking right. in so, those movies. I don't know. She was like, we. Like she was involved in the promos and this yeah. and that and the other. So anyway, the towards the finish of the match, we planned to like kind of she was going to get involved and like come after us. And she at managed. That point, like, she know, managed Johnny. Like right, whenever Johnny right. was booked anywhere, she managed him. Right. Yeah. Right. So so the plan was to like at the end she was going to get involved, but like Johnny and Craig were down. So we, me and Marco, were going to hit her with like a tag team move. You know, and like anytime the two men hit a woman, it's a big deal. And she was like, no, let's fucking do it. You know, like wrestling today, she was, you know, WWE stays away from that kind of shit. She was always she, game. She was a trooper. She was right. always game to right. do a spot because she wanted right. to be in the business. Wanted to be involved, right. So the spot we came up with was that Marco was going to put her into a suplex. She was going to get in the ring and like kind of hit me or something. And like we both, tur- I turn around, I grab her by her hair. And, you know, anytime you do that to a woman in the wrestling ring, the crowd goes nuts. And then me and Marco kind of look at each other. I throw her to Marco. Marco puts her in a suplex position. So she's upside down. Her head is like in his armpit. Her feet are in the air. And I'm going to super kick her face, which is in Marco's armpit, upside down. And then when I super kick her, Marco's literally going to just drop her on her head. Like, well, was that's that, what we did. Was that his screwdriver, but you added his the super kick to it? Right. That, so it was a super kick into a screwdriver. The screwdriver. because... The screwdriver is the is really impressive looking when you when you see Marco do it. Right. When you add that super kick to it, it is a phenomenal. Which Kyle O'Reilly and and uh, and Adam, uh, what's his name? Fish Kyle, uh, what's his name? Uh, Fish, yeah, Fish. Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. They do it yeah. the same kind of thing. But you guys so, were doing it before. But this was before yeah. that, right? Yeah. Right. So anyway, we do it. You know, the whole place go. Oh, you know, there's nuts. Like the crowd was so rowdy that night for that match. Like I mean. You know, there's food everywhere. She's knocked out. You know, the match ends. Uh, and I just, I, I like, I remember looking and there's just like literally the entire building is covered in food. And yeah. 
like there's tomato on a wall, like all in the backside. I don't think they ever. I don't think they ever ran there again in that building. We got to the back, and Johnny was like, "We are so fucked." And I'm like, "My bad." (laughs) Like you know, uh, I was like, "I don't think it was gonna get like this." And John, like Johnny, was so mad at me, but he couldn't be mad because like I was like his older brother, so like he couldn't. Like he was really mad at me, but push, not push. You were like, coming at that time. You were coming from South Carolina to work his show. I was. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I was. I was in South Carolina. You're doing so me huge. That was baby. wild. Yeah, yeah. That was fucking wild. Yeah. That was wild. But that that's Tomato Gate. Well, uh, also, I'll I'll yeah. like like that. I believe that was the same night, same building where Drew was telling us a story later about um, where he's in the back with Brandy Lauren. And Brandy's right. talking about cramps or something, and right. and uh, and Drew gives her the advice to drink pickle juice for it. Right. And for I don't remember the exact. Maybe you remember the exact like recounting of it. But he was so mad at her because she had asked him his advice, and then right. like when he gave it, she like either like totally dismissed it out of hand. She did dismiss it. Just dismissed it out of hand. And like right, that right. offended Drew so much because he's Mr. Fitness, Mr. Trainer, Mr. Like, right. like he gives pe- he gets paid to create meal plans and workout schedules for at people. that time. He was yeah. Like doing that, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think he still does. I wouldn't know because none know. of us are in touch with him right now. He's still out getting cigarettes. But uh, but yeah, there was all this other Tomato Gate stuffs going on. But there was also this side story where Drew. Was so mad at right. Brandy Lauren. So mad. Over pickle juice. <laughs> right. So mad. So mad. Like offended. She, she like he took listening. it personally. She yeah. yeah, she wasn't right. listening to him. She had basically asked him and he's telling her and like she's just like not having it. And he's like fucking livid over it. It was tremendous. I almost want to call I, Drew I think, right now. I think she thought he was kidding. I think I yeah, I she may have thought he was ribbing her, but like pickle juice is like I'll tell you this, like nothing validates that advice more than me knowing that Zach Taylor, I mean Zach Thomas, sorry, why did I say Miami Dolphins? Zach Former Thomas, Dolphin. one of the greatest linebackers that ever played for the Miami Dolphins, right? Used to have pickle juice on the sideline that he used to chug when he would come on and off the field. To keep his like, to keep from dehydrating, from to, keep, to keep from cramping, to keep his electrolytes up, that he drank fucking straight pickle juice. He didn't drink Gatorade. He didn't drink fucking whatever other, you know, powdered drinks they would dissolve in those big coolers that they would dump on coaches' heads later if they won. None of that. He drank fucking straight fucking pickle juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember Drew telling me that like. Drew is big on vinegar and pickle juice. Yeah. I mean, vinegar it's a, still lose weight. I mean, it's atrocious. It's fucking yeah, atrocious. Well, no, no. But, but if you're disciplined and you take things seriously, that's what you got to do. Uh, but I think that no, was, I'm not serious. I think that was also Brady was still kind of like, listen, I don't want to like, I don't want to bury anyone, but I think that was still at the point where she, I think she was seeing Jay lethal and he was also like training her. And she was kind of right. like doing the name dropping thing, like, like, like letting people know that like, right, right. Either her boyfriend or her trainer was Jay Lethal. It was a little bit of name dropping going on with that. She and, did a lot, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I you would know more than me. You were in the fucking uh, locker rooms more than I was. Um, I think that was also going at the time. So she may have had heat with that. Yeah, it was. It was. Which right, then, when right. you don't take someone's pickle juice advice, on top of the Jay yeah, Lethal name right. dropping, it creates it kind of doubles down on the heat. So I don't know. Right, but, you're talking about Drew, who's a monster. Right. You know. I mean, right. Drew, who knows his shit. I mean, right. he, he does go off the rails, get experimental at times, where, like, you know, right. for a competition, he, they're having him smoke fucking menthol cigarettes every hour on the right, hour right. or. uh or when I first, the first time I ever met him uh, at one of Mark's uh, uproar shows, when he showed up, I couldn't stop looking at him while I was talking to him. And I felt like maybe I was going to make him uncomfortable with the way I was staring at him. But he was, 
He was fucking a shade of purple I'd never seen on a human being. And like completely flaky, like all of his skin was dried out. And it was because he was taking some kind of Russian pill that was supposed (laughs) to like. I remember that. That was supposed to like do some kind of tanning thing. But he wasn't tan. He wasn't red. He was fucking a shade of purple. And I was like trying to have these normal conversations with him, but I could not stop staring at him. And I didn't know if he thought that was intense eye contact or like me just staring at the obvious that he was like walking around like a fucking grape. So yeah, I don't know, (laughs) but I love drew. I miss, I miss drew. And one day I'll pick up the phone and we'll, we'll touch base again. Probably doesn't have the same number. I'm, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. I will find him. I, I have a feeling my relationship with Drew it, with one phone call will be stronger than my relationship with Marco right now. So anyways, <laughs> come on. I got it. Listen, wow. it's not like you've taken a Blake Chadwick shot in a while. I may as well take a few Marco shots uh, in place. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? By the way, he's, been, <sighs> he's been no selling my passive aggressiveness in our fucking chat. I, yeah. I we finally had to like, tag team and try and push him and it didn't even really work that well he doesn't give a shit anymore Uh, you could tell you can tell married with children life has set in he has become al bundy he's yeah during for eight hours he leaves he goes sells shoes or whatever he's or or whatever he's doing backflows same fucking thing at this point he comes home he's resigned to his fucking life he puts a hand down his pants he tunes out the world and uh and just just hopes he doesn't wake up the next day. And when he does, he's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> wow. Listen, I I gotta take the shots. It's 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 all yeah. it's all good. We're all laughing, and it's a, and fuck it. It's his. I mean, maybe you're laughing. Who cares if anybody else is? Right. No, it's at his expense, and since he won't listen anyways, right. we might as well get over on it. So fuck it. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't know if you've got anything else. You know, we haven't we haven't had. We need to start. Get, we might have to like the next podcast do some updates on some uh, plot threads that we haven't touched on in a while. Uh, right, right. You know, like All right. Like, like Nick the Dick and you know shit like that. Yeah. Uh, are you are you still gonna be Coach Slambino or what's going on with that? Uh, no, I don't think. We're, well, I did just get a text message to call somebody about it, so we'll see. But I don't think we're gonna do it. Yeah, why? Because you're yeah. too fat and lazy, or because uh, not enough people want to do it. We can't get enough kids. You know? Oh, okay. I I, so. I would rather blame you for it than the kids, but uh, whatever it is, it is. Yeah. Did you eat? So you ate that Big Mac? It was not good. Yeah, but you ate it all, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was like all bread. Uh, I'm I the whole podcast. I've been thinking about what I want to order for dinner tonight. To be honest with you, I've been oh, like, not, that wasn't dinner. That was an appetizer. Yeah, no, I understand. I'm not saying you ate dinner, but I'm just saying this whole podcast, uh, like a to- like a 10 percent of my brain has been spent like like yeah. weighing over options, trying to think like, you know, what what uh, takeout menus do I have in the drawer? What's what could I what can I pull up online? What do I really want? weigh all the options and I'm I I haven't decided on anything. So I'm glad we're we're gonna wrap this up because I have more important things to do right now. I have to come Yeah, all right, I'm done with you. Yeah. All right. Well I'm glad you're done with me because ironically I I'm... look I just gotta let you know that the last ten minutes of this podcast I've been on the toilet bowl. So <laughs> you know I don't even I don't even I'm using I got the squatty potty, I got you know I got wait, 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 wait. are you actually able to get your feet up on the squatty potty? I bought the mini one. Because <laughs> I know you were having a problem there for a while, getting your, getting, getting, being able to get your knees high enough to get your feet up on it. I've been stretching. <laughs> Maybe you have actually been working out. If you're, I have. <laughs> if you're actually getting your feet up on the squatty potty, uh, this sounds. I have, and I've been stretching every night. Oh my god! Watch out! Uh, you know what? I'm going to declare it now. I'm going to enjoy this <gasps> week. I'm going to like, you know, not be a pig, but every day eat once and have a nice fucking meal. And this weekend I am going to weigh in and join this competition. I have a game plan. I'm going to put my weight in as embarrassing as it's going to be, as humbling as it's going to be. 
and I am going to school the both of you. Uh, you and mm-hmm. fucking Speedy McSpeedy. By the way, I, I want to give, because I, I know Speedy will hear this. Uh, that picture of Scott Hall is tremendous. I don't know when you took yes. it. It's it's a beautiful picture. I liked it so much that when I saw one of the other workers post it for their like little Twitter tribute to Scott, and they had... <laughs> And they had cropped your fucking watermark out. I got in. I actually got indignant on your behalf and almost fucking made a comment. But uh, I figured, listen, let's not fucking kick up dirt on someone's grave. So let's 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 not do a dust up. Uh, you know, yeah. everyone just wants to pay a tribute. So, but it's such a beautiful picture uh, and so well done that I wanted to at least give him credit for it. And I think we should have. And he's wearing our shirt, huh? Yeah, we should. He was wearing our shirt, but this was before that. So he was wearing the Breakfast Club shirt. So uh, anyway, I, I'm done with you as much as you're done with me. And let's uh, let's uh, let's go solve our food situations here. And uh, I will talk right, to you. I gotta, I gotta wait. Goodbye. Uh, I'll talk to you in two days, there, fat boy. All right, bye. Yeah, goodbye. I, I love that you've been on the uh, on the toilet for like yeah, the last ten yeah. minutes. You've probably yeah, I, I, my, my legs are going numb. Come I on, love that. Like, not right? only are you rigs in in Lethal Weapon Two, where your legs have gone numb and you can't get off the toilet, even though there's a bomb on it, but you're probably all dried up back there, and like cleanup's going to be a hassle because now you got to get the chisel out. All right, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Later, right, later, fatty. <laughs>